What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC Vegas 80, Grant Dawson versus Bobby King Green. Looking forward to the to that. And um, coming off of a week off, man, you know, I'm a week ahead of everybody else, so everybody else's week off is this week. Mine was last week. And uh, feeling refreshed, man. Feeling ready to, to get back on it. It was nice. Um, I didn't even watch the Contender Series, you know, last week. I took a complete time off from, from MMA and UFC and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, because it just uh, your your brain gets clogged up for a while, man. You know, you do that's all you do all the time. You know, doing one of these channels is watch fights and and break down you know cards and all that stuff. And so it's nice to have a week off, man. And um, as far as um, as far as the results of the last few cards, man, I, a UFC uh, Fazee versus Gamrot that card I had one play that hit, one play that didn't hit. Nothing really to talk about there. I pretty much broke even on the card. Um, uh, had a play on Ryan Battle and that hit, and then I had a two fight parlay on uh, uh, Usman and um, Usman and Argueta, and Argueta killed that. So yeah, I came out. I might have lost like a hundred bucks or something. I'm not sure. That was a card that I really didn't even really want to bet on. You know, I I said that in my video that it, there wasn't a whole lot of you know real strong confident picks on that card that I liked. Um, so yeah, whatever. You know, I came out of that. You know, all right. Pretty much even. I don't. I don't know if I even really lost anything on that card. I think I broke even because I had a, I had a small parlay that I built that hit too. So I'd have to do the math or whatever. But either way, not a lot to talk about on that card. As far as the UFC Noche card, um, Shevchenko versus Grasso too. Um, I did have a, a. I ended up. This ended up being my only big play on the card. This uh, two fight parlay of Kopalov and Zell Huber, and um, it was a. It ended up cashing for two thousand two hundred forty-four dollars. Um, I think I had like eight hundred bucks on it or something like that, and uh, ended up being the only only big play on the card. I had some uh, had some uh, uh, smaller parlays that I made, but I don't ever put a lot on those, and I don't remember who killed those for me. Um, can't remember. Somebody killed them all for me either way. Uh, but yeah, man. So and, and as far as the main event goes on the UFC Noche card. I think we all know that, you know, that wasn't a 10-8 round in the fifth round. Um, somebody should have won that fight. You know, I I had it scored for uh, for Shevchenko uh, personally, and uh, but I I don't agree with that 10-8 round in the in the fifth. I did think that Grasso won that round, but uh, it was, should have been a 10-9. And if it had been a 10-9, Shevchenko would have won. Uh, so unfortunately, they'll have to do it again, I guess, or maybe maybe they won't. I don't know. That's a pretty crappy way for. For um, you know, Grosso to retain her title, you know, if on a fight like that in a draw, which they do that, it seems to happen a lot, man. Don't you ever notice that? Like the, whenever Frankie Edgar had a title, he had you know three fights with you know um with uh what was that guy's name? And I can't remember, but uh, it happens a lot, man. And it's always on these damn main event fights that that stupid shit happens like that, you know, and. And just like the main event of Rafael Fazeev throwing out his 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 knee, you know, in the in the fight, and you know, not being able to continue, and 
you know, Gamrot running around cheering like he did something. I mean, Raphael messed up his own leg <laughs> kicking. I could understand if, you know, he broke his leg on Gamrot's, you know, uh, elbow or whatever, but it was actually up on top of the knee where the injury was, which if it's anything like the knee injury that I've been dealing with for nine months, it's probably pretty bad. Um, but yeah, it's always some stupid stuff like that. And it tends to happen a lot in main events for some reason. Not really sure why, but yeah, anyways, man, let's get into this card. And, uh, as always, man, please like, and subscribe. It'll help me out a lot. You know, uh, I'm glad to be uh, a guy putting out videos this early because this is my time to shine. There's not going to be any more videos coming out this week other than mine probably. So, uh, this is, this is a good time for me to, 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 uh, shine and, and do my thing early for everybody else. And uh, yeah, like I said, please like, and subscribe, man. And, and, uh, if you're, if you don't want to watch my videos, you just want to see my picks and my bets, you can go to my social medias. Uh, my Instagram and my TikTok are both uh, highkick underscore fight picks. And uh, there's a, a group on Facebook, highkick fight picks on, uh, on Facebook. It's pretty easy to find. And also, this show is available on Spotify and uh, Pandora and iTunes and all your major streaming services and stuff like that. So now that I got all that out of the way, uh, this is. Um, this is one of those cards that's it's got some good fights on it, man. There's quite a few fights that I've been looking for. Um, not as many strong leans on this card um, as I as I would have liked, you know. But there are some there are some you know what I feel are good picks on this card. You know, underdog play that I like on here as well. And uh, as far as the only fights we lost were Daniel Pineda versus Kushan Askabov. That would have been a good fight. Uh, Montana De La Rosa was supposed to fight Stephanie Egger originally. Um, but yeah, man, let's get into this card, guys. First up, we got Montana De La Rosa taking on J.J. Aldritz. And uh, De La Rosa is 28 years old. She's 5'7 with a 68-inch reach. She is 12-8-1 and 5-4-1 in the UFC. And at the time that I did my, was doing my notes on this card, there wasn't any odds up for this matchup yet. But let me just check real quick. real quick yeah they don't have yeah they don't have the lines up for this one yet so uh i guess i could check bet online real quick too while i'm at it no they don't have it up on there either so but anyways de la rosa is uh I do guarantee you that, that Aldrich is going to be a big favorite in this spot. She usually is in most of her fights. Uh, but, yeah, most of Rosa's wins have been by submission. Her best win was over Ariana Lipsky, which is somebody that beat J.J. Aldrich, so there's that to think about. Um, but it, it's been kind of a weird, like, win-loss, win-loss cycle with De La Rosa until she, until she lost her last two fights in a row. Um, but those losses were to tough competition. You know, uh, uh, Macy Barber, who's on a good run, Tatiana Suarez, undefeated. Um, She's going to have a half-inch reach advantage in, in this fight. Great jiu-jitsu, obviously. Dangerous off of her back. Good body lock takedowns. Um, nice elbows from top position. Good ground and pound all around, pretty much. Uh, she may be the better grappler here, most likely. but And, and, and I do think that, that both of the people that, that, beat, um, that beat De La Rosa would also beat Aldritz, in my opinion. Um, so I, I don't look too bad on her for... I'm not looking too bad on her for, for those two losses. Um, definitely tough competition. And... and I say that because, you know, Aldrich always ends up being a really big favorite in her matchups, and I haven't really been able to figure out, you know, why. I mean, I understand she's good, but I don't know. That's just that's just me, I guess. But 
if Rosa can get the takedowns here, she can win this fight for sure. Uh, Rosa has a more traditional grappling style approach to, to her, uh, to her grappling, you know, rather than versus a wrestling approach, really. Um, like Tatiana Suarez, uh, and yeah, that showed in her last fight with Tatiana Suarez, you know, Suarez was the better wrestler and she was able to dominate De La Rosa on the ground. And that's kind of how people have to fight, you know, De La Rosa to, to beat her is kind of hold her up against the cage and try to get their takedowns going. So she doesn't get started with hers, you know, um, uh, but yeah, more of a traditional, you know, grappling style with her versus the, you know, the, the wrestling background, um, that a lot of fighters have. Uh, but you know, that's not how JJ Aldrich fights. She likes to stick to her boxing and fight on the feet. So I'll be, I'll be curious. She did show a little bit of grappling in her last fight. Um, but I am going to be curious to see how she approaches this fight. And JJ Aldrich is 31 years old. She's five, five with a 67 and a half inch reach. She is 12 and six and eight and five in the UFC. And she has three wins by knockout, no wins by submission. Um, she has been submitted two times. She's coming off a finish win over Na Ling. Uh, but I don't really find that all that impressive, honestly, because Ling has never won a fight in the UFC, and she's been finished in all of her fights in the UFC. So um, it doesn't shock me that Aldrich was able to get to get the win and the finish there. Um, but I guess it was a good warm-up fight for JJ to get her back in the win column. Uh, she has really good boxing. She's going to have the advantage in, you know, in the striking in this fight for sure. Uh, throws nice combinations, good counters. Uh, did get taken down twice by Ling in her last fight, but she got back to her feet pretty quickly. Uh, she also got her back taken as well, but she stayed calm and was able to pull through it and, and end up in a dominant position herself. And I do think Rosa is going to be the better grappler here. I think that if Na Ling could get JJ down, possibly Rosa could get her down too. Uh, but I am going to be going with Aldrich to win this fight. I think she's going to put out the, severe, the superior volume and, and you know the striking on the feet. And I don't think Rosa will be able to keep her down long enough to, to get the win or win the decision. Um, I could see her having success and getting a few takedowns, but I, ultimately I think Aldrich is going to win on damage and, and, uh, and volume. And I, think, I don't think De La Rosa will be able to keep her down very long if she gets the takedown. Uh, but I will be watching for, for a live betting opportunity. You know, if Rosa does start getting the takedowns early, uh, maybe you could you know, hop on the live betting and, and get a good price on De La Rosa. Uh, but for now, it's going to be J.J. Aldritz to win by decision. Next up, we got Karolina Kolakiewicz taking on Diana Belbita. And uh, Carolina is 37 years old, um, 5'3", with a 64-inch reach. She is 15-7 and 8-7 and and in the UFC, and she's a minus-165 favorite. Yeah, she's fought the better competition by far between these two girls. Uh, you know, if we go back and look at her record real quick, um, you know, she had a bit of a bad run, man, you know, for a bit there, lost quite a few fights in a row. Um, she's fought Joanna Jojacek, uh, Rose Namunez, uh, Randa Marcos, um, Felice Herring twice. You know, she fought Alexa Grasso, the current champ, Jessica Andrade, um, uh, Jan, Jessica Panay. And yeah, so, I mean, although those were losses, she, that's definitely facing tough competition and she took them to, you know, decisions. Uh, in quite a few of those, other than Jessica Andrade was able to finish her. Um, but yeah, so I mean, she's very tough and uh, it's very tough, man. She's getting up there in age, honestly. But, you know, I thought she was done when she lost those five fights in a row, man. And But she's bounced back. She's got three wins in a row now. Uh, not the best of competition she's been taking on, but she has looked very good. She's very well-rounded. She's really improved on her ground game. Uh, one of her latest wins was by submission, which is something she wasn't typically known for, you know, back in the day as much. I'm very happy that the UFC gave her some some fights that she could win. 
and she's getting a second run in the in the UFC, man. So uh, she uses her jab very well. She's a good kickboxer. That's what she was known for earlier in her career. Uh, she was the KSW champion over in Poland. Uh, very fast hands, great counter striking, throws a lot of volume, great calf kicks, uh, good takedown defense. Uh, it's it's definitely a lot better than it used to be. Anyway, she's been showing a lot better takedown defense, and you know she doubles up her right hand a lot. You know, out of the uh, out of the orthodox stance, which is she was doing that a lot in her last fight, which is you know usually you see people doubling up the jab with the lead hand, but she was doubling up you know with her power hand, uh, the you know the straight right down the middle. Uh, very precise with her shots, man. She's she's got one win by knockout, three wins by submission, um, mostly decisions on her record. So. I don't. I don't believe she's going to be getting a finish in this fight if she wins. And she's taking on Diana Belbita. She is 27 years old, five seven with a 68 inch reach. Uh, she's 15 and seven, and two and three in the UFC. And she's a plus 135 underdog. And she will have a good bit of height and reach advantage in this fight going for her. Uh, she hasn't looked very good in the UFC. Her wins have been over girls who have have struggled to get wins in the UFC. Uh, she does have more finish wins on her record than than Kolakevich. Uh Six wins by knockout, four wins by submission. But that was all before the UFC. And, you know, she did look a lot improved in her last fight. You know, she has a judo background and kickboxing as well. Uh, she's going to have a four-inch reach advantage. But, yeah, honestly, man, I, I don't see anywhere in this matchup where she's going to have the advantage in this fight um, unless she's able to use her height and reach, you know, very well and maybe pick pick apart Kolakevich from the outside. Uh, has fought the way tougher competition, has the better striking, and I believe she has the better grappling as well. So there's not much I can say, you know, in this, in this instance for, for Belbita, unfortunately, uh, cause I do see Kolokavich being better everywhere the fight goes and I'm going to take Kolokavich to win by decision. Next up, we got Nate Maness taking on Metuas Mendoka. And Nate Maness is 32 years old, 5'10 with a 72 inch reach. He is fourteen and three and three and two in the UFC. He's a plus two hundred underdog. Yeah, I don't agree with this line really, man. The the two people that Nate has lost to in the UFC are both really tough Russian guys. I mean, Umar Nurmagomedov is probably going to be a champion one day, and uh, who was the other guy he lost to? Uh, Tagir Lumbekov when he he went down to one twenty five to try it out, you know, down there and looked like looked like it was a little bit too much for him to be cutting that much weight as big as he is. Um, you know, Nate's going to have a half-inch reach advantage in this fight, so not much there. Um, he is very tall for the weight class, though. Uh, he's fought the tougher competition. He has the better wins. Um, I'm glad he's going back up to 135. Uh, he was trying to cut just too much weight to get down to 125. He looked like a skeleton, you know, in that. So he's very powerful. He knocked out Tony Gravely, which is very impressive. Um, he has five wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh, I do have a lot of trouble understanding the odds on this one, man. The, the fight will probably play out on the feet. You know, and, and Maness often has a bad first round and comes back and gets the win. Um, he's done that in several fights uh, in the UFC as well. And, uh, you know, throws a real nice uppercut, dangerous in the pocket. He's only been knocked out one time, and it was a sidekick to the face by uh, Taylor Laplace. And uh, that was that was a while back. So, um, But he when he does land clean, he really hurts guys badly. I mean, his wins have, may not have been the prettiest because he eats a lot of shots, but the power is very serious. Um, so I don't, I don't think Nate should be a favorite in this spot. I can understand why he's an underdog, but I, he shouldn't be this big of an underdog in my opinion. You know, usually his opponents have to wrestle him and hold him up against the cage to get the wins. And uh, I don't, Mendoka really doesn't fight that way. I mean, I guess he could if he wanted to, but he strikes for the most part. Uh, Maness doesn't, you know, really check leg kicks. Hopefully that's something he's worked on because Mendoka has very good leg kicks. Um, 
It's hard to pick against a guy with Manessa's kind of power, though, man. And I'm really torn on this fight. Still haven't quite made a decision on it yet. You know, I'm doing it. <laughs> I've, I've been going back and forth on this one. He's taking on Matuas Mendonca. He is 24 years old, 5'6", with a 71.5-inch reach. He is 10-1 and 0-1 and and in the UFC. He's a minus 260 favorite. Uh, now, this guy is very good, man. I don't want y'all to think that I'm downplaying how good he is. But the fact is that a lot of people, you know, they, they say, oh, he did good against, you know, Basarat, which is what I thought until I went back and watched the fight. And, you know, because although he didn't get finished in that fight, he really didn't get anything going in that fight at all. Now, Basarat is very good. So, but uh, I feel like they're they're putting a lot in on that fight, you know, and they haven't, we haven't seen him get a win yet in the UFC. So he is well-rounded, lots of first-round finishes on his record, great Muay Thai, um, very wild pressures, guys. You know, a whole lot. Also very powerful. Doesn't take a whole lot of chance. Or He throws a whole lot of unorthodox stuff, you know, that, that leave openings. You know, a lot of spinning stuff and stuff like that. Um, I think he has the cleaner striking, possibly, of these two. He's probably more well-rounded, but he's not a Russian wrestler, so I, I don't think he's going to be able to, to, to get Nate down and keep him down. Um, I do think Mendoka is the better fighter, but if the fight plays out on the feet, Nate definitely has a chance. And, uh, you know, all it takes is one shot from him, so... You know, this probably shouldn't be that hard of a pick for me. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that think I'm stupid for leaning towards Nate so much. Uh, but, you know, Nate may have the cardio advantage. Mendoka didn't seem to slow down quite a bit after the first round in the Basarat fight. Um, and we also have to consider that Mendoka, you know, he was fighting Basarat. He's undefeated, so there is that. But I think if Mendoka don't get a finish in the first round, he may lose this fight. And uh, I guess it's just the big price on him that's making me question myself because I really want to go with Nate Maness. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to give me shit for that. But, you know, he's only been beaten by tough wrestlers, man. And even though he goes, even though he, he might get beat up a bit in the first round, he usually comes back and gets a knockout, you know. So, uh, man, I'm torn on this one. Still quite haven't made the decision yet. <laughs> uh I'm going to take Maness to win. Am I brave enough to put money on it? No, I'm not. But for some reason, I got a feeling that he might land a big shot late and, you know, maybe win the second and third round or, or maybe get a late finish. Um, yeah, so I'm going to pick him, man. I, I'm not brave enough to put money on it, though. So <laughs> Next up, we got Chris Gutierrez taking on Montel Jackson. And Chris is 32 years old, 5'9", with a 67-inch reach. He is 19-4-2 and 7-2-1 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-160 underdog. Yeah, this is very good matchmaking. I'm a big fan of both of these guys, especially Chris. You know, I've always been a big fan of his. Um, Chris's best win was over Frankie Egger, but that was a Frankie Egger who was at the end of his career who pretty much should have retired by that point already. Um, and looking at the rest of his record, all of his other wins have been over guys who have been cut from the UFC now pretty much, um, or guys that are on three-fight losing streaks, so... Which is something I didn't really think about before his last fight, uh, when he got, you know, he ended up losing to Pedro Munoz. Um, you know, there in that fight, the level of competition that he's been facing kind of showed, you know, and and uh, Munoz is a very good fighter, been around a long time, and uh, yeah, just going back, I really realized that Chris has been fighting a lot of guys that that didn't make it in the UFC or never got a win in the UFC or have been cut. Um, but besides that, man, he's looked really good. Most of his fights, you know, his leg kicks are one of his best weapons. He's finished guys with leg kicks, um, has great striking. He constantly, he's constantly changing angles and stances. He does a really good job of feigning and bringing out a re reaction, you know, from his opponents, uh, to set up his strikes. 
And uh, pretty good footwork, nice head movement. He has nine wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, very well-rounded, man. We have seen him out-grappled a couple of times, out-wrestled, um, which is something that Montel is probably going to look to do in this fight, at least for the first round or so, and kind of wear on Gutierrez. Um, he's taking on Montel Jackson. He's 31 years old, 5'10", with a 75-and-a-half-inch reach. He is 13-2 and two and 7-2 and two in the UFC, and he's a minus-195 favorite. And yeah, he's going to have an 8-and-a-half-inch reach advantage in this fight. And I think Montel is going to have the power advantage as far as with the hands. Uh, you know, most of Chris's finish wins in the UFC have been by like a spinning attack or, or like a jumping knee, you know, stuff like that. Not just straight up, you know, boxing with the hands. Um, Montel has good grappling and submissions. You know, he's got very long arms. He's good with his chokes. Um, I think that's, I think that's how he's going to want to approach this fight at least. And like I said, he's going to want to control Gutierrez up against the cage and, and kind of wear on him a little bit, uh, slow him down or get him down, you know, and, so Montel is a he's a he has like giant heavyweight sized hands. He's very very good and strong with his wrist control in the clinch. You know, a lot of guys you know he, they struggle with that against him. And uh, you know he's got a he's very good at beating guys up against the cage. He has he has good sweeps, good submission defense. He's never been submitted. And you know his takedown defense has improved a whole lot since early in his career in the UFC. And you know very good at counter striking. Um, on the feet, man, I, I think on the feet in this fight, he needs to stay to the outside, use his reach, pick Chris apart from the outside. Uh, but I think, I think he really should try to get Chris down at least for the first round and, and wear on him and, and kind of beat him up against the cage. Like I said, and tire him out. Um, I don't agree with this line. I think this fight should be closer to a pick him, but I, I am going to be going with Montel Jackson to win. Uh, I'm taking a win by decision. Uh, but my only worry from, you know, Jackson in this matchup is that he does stand really heavy on his lead leg. So he is open for leg kicks. So hopefully he he's worked on that, and hopefully he can stay on the outside and avoid them, um, and use his long reach. If he's using his long reach, man, uh, Gutierrez is going to have trouble landing those leg kicks. But I am going to be taking Montel Jackson to win by decision. <clears throat> Next up, we got Johnny Munoz Jr. taking on a Corlang. There's a lot of confusion on how to say his name. Sometimes they say it separate. Sometimes they say it together. I don't know. But uh, Johnny Munoz Jr. is 30 years old. He's 5'9 with a 71-inch reach. He is 12-3 and and 2-3 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-110 underdog. Yeah, he looked really bad in his last fight, man. He was, he was just trying to pull guard, couldn't hang on the feet, uh, was just getting beat everywhere the fight went, you know, in that matchup, and... You know, no one wants to put money on a guy and see him go out there and pull guard and scoot around on his butt trying to get guys to go into his guard. Um, his cardio didn't look very good at all in that fight, man. And he's known for his jiu-jitsu, great submissions, aggressive off of his back. But, you know, we've seen time and time again that you have to be good at more than jiu-jitsu in the UFC. Um, like that Crone Gracie fight, you know, it's it's terrible, you know, to watch. Um, you know, his wins have been over guys who couldn't get wins in the UFC. Uh, Jamie Simmons and... Um, Jamie Simmons and uh, Ludovic Shalinian. You know, neither of them have won a fight in the UFC. Um, you know, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a, a two inch reach advantage in this fight. He has seven wins by submission. Um, after watching his last fight, I'm not even sure that his takedowns are all that good. You know, because he couldn't get the takedowns really on on uh, Daniel Santos. I mean, he's only been able to get down guys with really bad takedown defense. <laughs> so. He's pretty good at jiu-jitsu, man, and, and, and doesn't seem like he's good at much else. You know, uh, this is a winnable fight for him, though. I mean, his, 
uh, Corey Lang has been submitted three times. You know, that's his weakness. Um, he has been taken down quite a bit. Uh, so maybe maybe Munoz stands a chance. But uh, he's taken on a Corey Lang. He is 30 years old, uh, 5'7", with a 69.3-inch reach. And he is 24-11 and 11 and 2-3 and three in the UFC. And this guy's a very tough, very exciting guy. Nine wins by knockout on his record. Um, he is coming off a knockout loss to, um, to Zahabi. But I, I believe that Zahabi is way better than everyone thinks. You know, I had a play on, on Zahabi as an underdog in that, in that fight, and it paid off big time. Um, Akorlang has fought the tougher competition out of these two, in my opinion. But, you know, his wins have also been over guys that haven't been able to get wins in the UFC. So, you know, there's that to think about, too. Um, you know, he will have the striking advantage in this fight, the power advantage on the feet for sure. Um, has a ton of experience. Uh, if he keeps it on the feet, you know, it's his fight. But, you know, he has a he has a real nice left hook and, and tight and throws nice uppercuts. You know, he was he was hitting um, uh, Jay Perrin with several of those uppercuts, dropped him a few times in that fight. Uh, throws nice combinations, very good at sliding just out of range and creating the angles and stepping back in with the counters. Um, I understand why everybody on Tapology is going with Munoz because of Corey Lang's takedown defense hasn't looked good or whatever, and Munoz has good submissions, but... You know, I just I can't go with a guy who looked as bad as Munoz did in his last fight, and and uh, I understand why people are you know everyone on Tapology is going with with Munoz, but I'm taking a Corey Lang to win this fight by decision. Um, I think he wins on damage, and and I hope he knocks Munoz out. Um, but I don't know that that Munoz has ever been finished like that. I don't think he's been. Oh yeah, he was knocked out by Tony Gravely, so maybe. But I'll take a Corey Lang to win by decision. Next up, we got Kanako Murata taking on Vanessa Demopoulos. And Murata is 30 years old, 5'1", with a 62-inch reach. She is 12-2 and and 1-1 and in the UFC, and she's a minus-235 favorite. And uh, she hasn't fought in over two years, and that's why I find this line kind of crazy because at least Demopoulos has been active and has three wins in the UFC, you know. Uh, Murata was knocked out by Verna Januroba in her last fight, who who is a Who's a uh, who's a grappler, not a striker. You know, not known for her for her striking. So that was surprising. Uh, Murata has two wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Uh, she had a pretty good career over in Ryzen before the UFC, and she's going to have a two and a half inch reach advantage in this fight. Has a wrestling background, uh, also uh, also a judo background. Um, has nice trip takedowns, good body lock takedowns. Pretty much all she does is is go for the takedowns and wrestle um, and hold hold people down. And, and I'm tired of seeing people just lay on top of their opponents and get wins. I mean. That doesn't mean that I think wrestling is boring. There are some fighters like like Armand Sarukian that do a lot of ground and pound damage and get submissions. You know that's exciting. That's fun to watch. Or you know when when both guys are are good grapplers and they're back and forth sweeping each other in re- reversing positions. You know that's exciting to watch. I love that. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just like I don't know. <laughs> like I like I don't. I, Bryce Mitchell, you know, yeah, he won that fight legitimately, but, you know, he didn't do any damage at all to Dan. Um, he did get in a couple of dominant positions, but he really didn't do a lot of damage in those positions. Uh, you know, so I do agree that Bryce Mitchell won that fight, but I don't know, man. It's it's crazy because Dan would beat him up, you know, the first half of the round and then, you know, do all the damage, and then Mitchell would, you know, get get mounted or whatever. But I don't know. It's just a, just a thought I had, you know, that... <laughs> I just tired of seeing stuff like that, uh, and it's why those guys like those guys that you know like Bryce Mitchell or, or you know even Grant Dawson, you know, the guys that that fight that way, they end up having to win you know a ton of fights before they even get talked about in a title shot, 
because, you know, they're not getting a lot of finishes. Or I guess Grant Dotson's got a few submissions, but I, I don't know, man. It's just uh, it's crazy that, that I think they deserve it, man. If they win the fights, you know, if they win, if Mitchell won however many fights in a row, you know, he should be fighting, you know, the higher level competition uh, sooner than he was probably. But I don't know. I guess it's because, you know, the people don't find them ex- exciting, you know, as other fighters that are knocking people out or stuff like that, you know, that, that, uh, that they don't get the, the, you know, the title shot. So if you win fights, you win fights. I get that. So, um, and she's taking on Vanessa Demopoulos. Uh, she is 35 years old, uh, five, two with a seven, 59 and a half inch reach. She is nine and five and three and two in the UFC. And, uh, she's a plus one ninety underdog. So there's a big, big part of me that wants to pick Vanessa here strictly based on her being more active and having more wins in the UFC and more fights in the UFC as well. You know, what do you guys think about that? Is you know, let me know in the comments. Am I am I wrong for kind of leaning that way <laughs> or whatever? So uh, now I've never thought highly of Vanessa Demopoulos, uh, but she has found ways to win fights, man. Surprisingly, and you know, has nice jujitsu, tricky arm bars. Um, I think she'll have the striking advantage here, but the power advantage is going to be going to Murata, and then the wrestling advantage as well goes to Murata, obviously. Um, I'm going to go against myself here and, and, and I'm going to pick Murata to win to use her wrestling and get a decision, but uh, I don't like going with somebody who's been out two years and, and, and whatever. But I do think that, um, if she was as good as she was, you know, a few years ago, the last time she fought, um, or when she fought Randa Marcos, you know, her other win in the UFC, uh, she'll be able to get Vinopolis down, Demopolis down and, and control her and, and get a decision win. So I'm going to take Murata to win by decision. Next up, we got Alex Morono taking on Joaquin Buckley. And uh, Morono is 33 years old, 5'11", with a 72-inch reach. He is 23-8 and 12-5 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-151 underdog. So Morono is very good, man. A lot better than people give him credit for, I think. Um, he's got a lot of good wins in the UFC, man, if we look at his record. Um you know, he's got wins over, he's got wins over, I mean, he beat Matthew Simmelsberger, you know, that was an impressive win for him. Uh, he was winning the, uh, I'll talk about that in a minute, but, you know, he beat uh, Max Griffin, uh, Keon Song, you know, Josh Berkman. He's had some decent wins, man. He has had some losses, you know, to some big power punchers, but. Definitely a lot better than people think. <clears throat> so, I mean, he's got six wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. Uh, good jiu-jitsu. You know, he has been knocked out a couple times by big power punchers like Chaos Williams and Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, but he was looking real good in the Ponzinibbio fight until he got caught in the last round, man. He was very close to winning that fight. Um, he has a really weird style and stance, you know, and kind of weird timing. Uh, he's coming off a win over Tim Means, but I think Tim was actually winning that fight, you know, before he got the before he got submitted. But uh, either way, you know, Morono's look very impressive. He's constantly improving. You know, this fight can honestly go either way, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Morono stays really light on his toes. He's always bouncing and moving around, you know, and he has really good speed on his punches. And, you know, kind of kind of tricky tricky power because it doesn't look like he's putting a lot into the shots and he hurts people with them. Uh, he's very good at making the reads and switching things up, you know, and, and to land on his opponents. And he's very well-rounded. He can do it all, man. And he's over at a good camp at Fortis MMA. Um, 
this is another one that I, I don't agree with the line on. You know, this is a this could be a very very close fight, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if Morono won this fight. Um, he's taken on Joaquin Buckley. He's 29 years old, 5'10", with a 76-inch reach. He is 16-6 and six and 6-4 six and four in the UFC, and he's a minus-180 favorite. And uh, he's got 12 wins by knockout. He's never won or lost by submission. Uh, very powerful, very fast, very explosive. You know, has, has definitely looked good since he moved down to 170. Um, he's going to have a 4-inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, he's younger. He's always improving. You know, I, I like both of these guys a lot. Um, Buckley's power has really carried him really far in his career. Um, you know, and, and, you know, he throws those nice combinations, really mixes up his attacks very well. Lots of, you know, lots of kicks to all levels, good at slipping punches and landing those big hooks, uh, puts out a ton of volume as well. And, you know, to see how good his striking is, you know, just go watch, you know, the Chris Curtis fight, the first round of that fight, he looked amazing, you know, best we'd ever seen him. I know he lost the fight, but he was looking great in the first round and he landed a lot of good shots. He was going to the body, the head you know, three, four punch combinations, you know, mixing his kicks in well. Um, you know, if he can fight like that, that guy, if he can fight that way against Morono and use that pressure, he will definitely overwhelm Morono, in my opinion. And that's why I'm going to be taking Buckley to win. I think he's going to land that big shot, um, but he needs to move forward and, and, and walk Morono down and, and really pressure him and not give him a chance to get started. Um, you know, I, I could also see a world where, where Buckley, you know, gets tired in the in the third round and Morono, you know, uh takes over and possibly wins, you know, that way, maybe gets a submission or something. But I, I'm gonna be going with Buckley here. Um, I really like what I've seen out of him. He's one of my favorite fighters, and uh I'm gonna take him to win by I'm gonna take him win by knockout round two. Next up we got Felipe Lenz taking on Ian Kutalaba. And Felipe Lenz is 38 years old. He's 6'2 with a 78-inch reach. He is 17-5 and 3-2 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-110 underdog. Yeah, Lenz, Lenz just beat Maxim Grishin, who's a very tough very tough guy, man, and a uh, very experienced guy as well. And, you know, Lenz has looked real good down at 205 where he belongs. You know, he, he did lose a couple fights up at heavyweight. It wasn't a good look, but he looks great at 205, man. And, you know, he fought real smart in his last fight. He controlled Maxim up against the cage, and... Kind of wore on him. Even got a few takedowns, and uh, he didn't seem to to get he didn't seem to get tired at all in that fight, man. So, um, and that's I think what he's going to want to do in the first round of this fight. You know, Kutilaba has notoriously bad cardio, and you know also sticks his head in guillotines a lot. So look for that. But you know, Lenz Lenz has heavy hands. Nine wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Goes to the body a lot with his strikes. You know, to set up the head shots. Um, he's going to have a three inch reach advantage, and if he survives the early onslaught from Kutilaba, he wins this fight. Um, you know, like, you know, he was, he was a, uh, he was a heavyweight champ over in the PFL, man. He's a lot better than people give him credit for. Um, he's the better striker in this fight, fast hands. I think he's going to have the speed advantage here. Uh, definitely because he throws the cleaner, straighter shots. Uh, Kutalaba throws a lot of hooks and stuff like that. He's real wild. Um, and I find it crazy that all this money is coming in on Kutalaba. I mean, he beat, I guess he beat Tanner Bozer, but you know, I mean, I think Tanner Bozer's only one, like one fight in the UFC or two. I don't, I don't remember what his record is, but, um, you know, Kutalaba got finished three times in a row before that. So I, I don't understand all the money coming in on, on Kutalaba. You know, Lenz was the favorite or originally. So, but yeah, he's taking on Eon Kutalaba, 29 years old, six, one with a 75 inch reach. He's 17, nine and one and six, eight and one in the UFC. And, uh, you know, I guess I forgot to put the, 
scratch the odds on him. He's like a minus 120 favorite. Uh, sorry, I forgot. Um, so Eon is a very tough guy, very exciting to watch. You know, he's never in a boring fight. Uh, but he has lost eight times in the UFC, man, and he's been submitted four times in the UFC. So he's always live for a knockout. He's very powerful and explosive for the first round or so. Well, first half of the first round or whatever. Um, has 13 wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Uh, he's very wild, man, you know, with his striking. He starts very fast. He has a Greco-Roman wrestling background. Uh, he does have good wrestling, man, but when he uses it, he gets pretty tired, man. If he doesn't get the early finish, you know, he like he got the takedowns against uh, Kennedy and Chekwu and then gassed, and then Chekwu was able to, to beat him. So um, I do like his style. I find, you know, he's very exciting. I love how crazy he is, but I got to go with the guy with the better cardio here and the better skills. Um, I'm going to be taking Felipe wins. I'm going to take the win by knockout round two. Next up, we got Bill Algio taking on Alexander Hernandez. And Bill Algio is 34 years old, six foot tall with a 73 inch reach. He is 17 and seven and 17 and seven and four and three in the UFC. He's a minus 148 favorite. Yeah, so Algio's coming off a win over TJ Brown, which, you know, TJ is kind of like a hit and miss. You know, there are times when TJ really impresses me, but most of the time, you know, I think he turned a corner or whatever and then he goes out and loses, you know, unfortunately. But, uh, one thing about Algio we saw in the Andre Feely fight is he's open for head kicks because he holds his hand so low. Uh, Feely hit him with quite a few of those in that fight. And, you know, I have no idea how that fight was a split decision win. I thought Feely, you know, clearly won that fight, but you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, Bill's going to have a one-inch reach advantage in this fight. He's kind of got like a karate-type style. Um, I was very impressed with his win over Joe Anderson Brito. He kind of survived until Brito was gassed out and was able to get a decision win. Um, other than that, not the best wins in the UFC. He has fought the he's probably fought the better competition out of these two, um, you know for sure. But he he can turn it on, man, and be a and be a killer or whatever. But uh, you know, like he did whenever he uh, whenever he uh, was fighting uh, Herbert Burns. You know, Herbert Burns gassed out horribly, and Algio was just killing him. Uh, it was pretty ridiculous. But uh, you know, I, I thought coming into this, you know that um, I don't know, man. I, he has four wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. Um, he may have the cardio advantage out of these two. Hernandez is coming back down to 145 pounds here, which I don't understand because um, he's had more success at lightweight. Um, you know, Bill has the better striking as far as clean punches of these two probably and, and, and the better kicks. You know, he's very accurate with his shots. And, uh, yeah, I just don't understand why Hernandez is really trying to go down to, to 145 again, you know, after he won his last fight at 155. Uh, but he's taking on Alexander Hernandez. He's 31 years old, 5'9", with a 72-inch reach. He is 14-6 and six and 6-5 six and five in the UFC. He's a plus-125 underdog. And he's going to have the power advantage in this fight for sure. Um, he usually starts pretty strong. He's got six wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Uh, originally, I thought I might go with Hernandez here until I you know, looked into it and I realized he was going back down to 145 again because uh, he did not look good in his last fight at 145 against Billy Quarantillo. Um, he came out, landed a few good shots, and then just got overwhelmed and, and finished. So if he got his cardio in check, you know, which, you know, his cardio did look better in his last fight. He didn't gas out early like he normally does. But once again, that fight was at 155, not 145. So I think that the weight cut is too much for him. That's just my opinion. And because of that, I don't see him being able to get the win here. Um, he does have the skills, man. But as long as Bill makes it through the first few minutes of the fight, I think he's going to take over from there and, Definitely win, you know, rounds two and three. Um, I'm taking, I'm going to take Bill to win by third round submission. I think maybe he'll catch Hernandez in a submission when he's, you know, really tired in the 
in the third round, man, because that's a he he Hernandez doesn't look very good at one forty five. It looks like he's cutting a lot of weight to me, man, and he he looked very he didn't look good, man, at one forty five his last time. So um, I'd like to see Hernandez win. I'm kind of more of a fan of his than I am Bill Algios, but I I don't see him getting the win here, man. I think he needs to stay at one fifty five, man. So next up we got. Drew Dober taking on Ricky Glenn. Should be a fun fight while it lasts. And Dober is 34 years old, 5'8", with a 70-inch reach. He is 26-12, and 12, and 12-8 12 and 8 in the UFC, and he's a minus 375 favorite. Yeah, Drew's one of my favorite fighters, man. He's got excellent Muay Thai, you know, big power in his hands. And, and if you didn't believe it before, him knocking out Bobby Green proved it, you know, because Green hasn't been knocked out in a long time, and, and he's fought a lot of killers. So uh, Dober must hit hard, man, and... You know, Dober has really great calf kicks. He pushes a good pace. His striking defense could be a little bit better because uh, he does get hit quite a bit, you know, but he does have that giant chin. And you know, even though he might get rocked, he usually survives and comes back, you know, to get the win. Uh, I know Frivola got him, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Frivola gets everybody. So uh, he's been training since he was 14 years old. You know, he was a two-time amateur Muay Thai world champion. Uh, his takedown defense could be better as well, but he's good at scrambling back up to his feet uh, unless he's fighting Islam Makachev, you know, but... uh. You know, super tough, very respectful, doesn't do the whole shit-talking game. Seems like a really nice guy. Um, has a very nasty left hand to the body, hurts guys with that. Um, he finished um, He finished Rafael, what was it, Rafael Alves with that, with that to the body, man. And uh, Yeah, so he, Dover has 10 wins by knockout, 9 wins by submission. Uh, you know, he did get caught by Frivola's last time out. I, I wasn't surprised at all there, you know, I, I could see that fight going either way, you know, however many times these guys fight. Um, I've never been able to see what the big deal was with Ricky Glenn. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Glenn landed a few shots early, but I do think Dover will eventually start landing his punches. Uh, and Ricky Glenn is 34 years old, six foot tall with a 70 and a half inch reach. He is 22, seven and two and four, four and one in the UFC. And he's a plus 300 underdog. He's going to have the height advantage, but he's only going to have a half-inch reach advantage. Um, he does have big power in his hands, you know, 11 wins by knockout, 5 wins by submission. Um, he's coming off a real bad knockout loss to Christos Giagos. Uh, but Glenn is, you know, he is the only person that really ever gave Grant Dawson trouble. You know, he took him to a draw. Uh, but he was he was beating the shit out of uh, Grant Dawson in the third round of that fight. And uh, that's, how, that why, that's why it was a draw, because he got a 10-8 in the third round. Uh, but aside from that, you know, he had a, a quick knockout win over Joaquin Silva, where Silva just kind of ran into a punch head first. You know, it was a real quick 20-second knockout. Uh, Glenn kind of does shine whenever nobody expects him to, but I, I do think that Dober is eventually going to land a big shot here, and I think if Christos Giagos can knock out Glenn, I think Dober can definitely knock him out as well. So uh, I'm going to take uh, Drew Dober to win by second-round knockout. Next up, we got the co-main event. Excuse me, I'm grab some water. Joe Pfeiffer taking on Abdul Razak Alassan. And Joe is 27 years old, uh, 6'2", with a 75-inch reach. He's 11-2 and 2-0 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus 350 favorite. And all but one of his wins have been by finish, eight knockouts and two submissions. Uh, this is a scary fight to bet on, you know, for me, in my opinion, because both these guys can knock out anyone. Um, I know there's a big number beside Joe's name, but Alassane is very serious, you know, very, very tough guy. And, uh, you know, Joe's going to have the height and reach advantage, two-inch reach advantage. Um, 
has had some, you know, really good matchups for him so far in the UFC. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, Alan Amadoski, you know, that guy hasn't got a win in the UFC. Gerald Mearshart, he's a veteran, but, you know, he he folds under the big power shots of guys like Pfeiffer. So, um, you know, Alisson is a bigger threat than anyone Pfeiffer has faced yet. Um, Joe doesn't rush things, man. He, he may not throw the most volume, but he does definitely make them count. Um, there's a lot of pop on his shots, you know, really nice speed on his punches. Uh, constantly moves forward and just kind of slowly picks up the pace as the fight goes on. Uh, likes to throw the lead uppercut, then come over with the right hand. You know, he throws that combination a whole lot. Uh, what else? He's had a lot of quick finishes, man. He's only seen the third round one time, but he does appear to be. I think he's, his cardio is going to hold up, you know, uh, in the third round. And uh, he stays pretty active. He competes in grappling competitions as well, you know, when he's not when he's not training for UFC fights. So, uh, And he's younger, man. He's younger, and he's... He's on his way up, man. So he's taking on Abdul Razak Khalasan. He's 38 years old, 5'10 with a 73 inch reach. Uh, he's 12 and 5 and 6 and 5 in the UFC, and he's a plus 280 underdog. And yeah, every single one of this guy's wins have been by knockout. Uh, he's never won or lost by submission, I don't believe. I could be wrong there. I know he's never won by submission. <laughs> but uh, uh, where was I at? Uh, oh yeah, so if he wants to win this fight, man, he needs to go out and do exactly what he did in his last fight um, against uh, uh, Ribeiro, Claudio Ribeiro. Um, he needs to go out there and, and and he needs to you know hold hold Pfeiffer up against the cage and fight him in the clinch and just wear on him before he starts trying to fight on the outside and trying to strike with him. Uh, Razak is very fucking powerful. You know he's knocked out a lot of people. Uh, dangerous head kicks. You know his his nickname is Judo Thunder, so I'm assuming he has a judo background. I know he's been working on his wrestling a lot. Uh, training up at altitude, so his cardio is going to be on point. Um, the only thing I can say, man, is he's like 38 years old now, and and man, I, I don't know. It's a. Uh, I'm just wondering if Piper could get him to the ground if he wanted to. You know, that's a smarter way to approach. You know, Alisson rather than striking with him on the feet. Uh, we haven't really seen much of Piper's grappling yet. Um, but, I mean, I kind of want to pick Alisson here, man, because I know how dangerous he is, and um, he did look very good in his last fight. And, and I am going to be going with Pfeiffer, though, man. He's younger. He's bigger. Um, he's on his way up. But I may not put this fight on on, <laughs> on anything. I don't know. I haven't decided. Uh, I think I did end up putting it on my, my big parlay. But uh, this fight could go either way. Both these guys could knock out anybody. So I'll take Pfeiffer to win by second-round knockout, but I'm not super confident in that. Uh, Alisson's very dangerous. Next up, we got the main event. Grant Dawson taking on Bobby Green. Grant Dawson is 29 years old, 5'10", with a 72-inch reach. He is 21-1 and and 8-0-1 in the UFC. He's a minus 375 favorite. It's an amazing record, you know, really good record. You know, as, if I, as much as I'm, I'm not a fan of his, man, I, I can't tell you why. I'm just not a fan of Dawson's. Um, he's very good at what he does, though. You know, you got to put respect on that because he's a very good wrestler and, you know, gets guys down and looks for the submissions. But if he doesn't get the submission, it can be a pretty boring fight a lot of the time. Uh, he has 13 wins by submission, four wins by knockout. Uh, coming off a win over Demiris Magulov, that's his best win yet. You know, I did not see him being able to 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 ragdoll his Magulov like that um, at all, you know. And Dawson has 13 wins by submission, four wins by knockout. He's coming off a win over – I already said that. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I think his, uh, I think his fighting style is the only reason that, that, um, I think it's the only reason that he hasn't gotten, you know, talked about for a title shot yet. Um, 
you know, he has had cardio issues in the past, you know, and we've, we've seen him, we've never seen him go five rounds. This is going to be a five round fight. So that's something different. Um, I think if Bobby shines at any point in this fight, it'll definitely be round four and five. Uh, you know, Dawson doesn't have good striking at all, man. And there's, but he's just amazing wrestler, man. He gets everybody down. You know, he's pretty much completely dominated everybody, you know, except for the third round with Ricky Glenn, he's dominated everybody so far. So, uh, not much more I can say about Dawson there, man. You know, he's, I was really impressed with the Demir's Magulov fight. Uh, well, I wouldn't, I wasn't impressed because I had money on his Magulov. So <laughs> I was pissed, but I did, I was really shocked that he was able to, uh, to dominate his Magulov, you know, so well with the wrestling, you know, cause his Magulov fought, you know, Sarukian and, and stuff like that and gave Sarukian a little bit of problems with, you know, when he was trying to get him down. So it's pretty crazy, man, but he's taken on Bobby green. He's 37 years old, five ten with a 71 inch reach. Uh, did I say, did I give the reach advantage on Grant? He's going to have a one inch reach advantage. If I didn't say that, I don't remember. Um, where was I at? Green's 37 years old, 5'10 with a 71 inch reach. He is 30, 14 and one and 11, nine and one in the UFC. And he's a plus 290 underdog. And I'm a big green fan, man. He's an amazing boxer. He's got some of the best head movement and striking defense that, that we've ever seen in the UFC. Um, he's very good at rolling with punches and really kind of softening the blow on the strikes. Um, you know, whenever he gets hit, he does roll with those punches very well. Uh, it's something that not a lot of guys do in the UFC. It's very impressive. Um, he's got 10 wins by knockout, nine wins by submission. You know, Green was looking really good, you know, in the Dober fight before he got caught. You know, he's a very good counter striker. Um, I will say that, I will say that, uh, I will say, you know, he's a very tricker, tricky striker. As he keeps his hands down really low so you don't see the punches coming. Uh, you know, he's very fast. He doesn't telegraph his shots at all. Um, you know, he, he fights Southpaw. He can be very hard to hit. Uh, I would love to see him win this fight and, uh, and just stay on the outside and, and box and pick apart Dawson and bust him up like he was doing to Dober. Um, but I do think this is a bad matchup for him. Uh, I wish, I wish he hadn't taken this fight cause he's on a good run right now. Um, he has struggled with wrestlers in the past, but you know, you got to give props to him, man, because he'll fight anybody. You know, he didn't care. He took the fight with, you know, Makachev on short notice, you know, a couple weeks notice. Uh, I'm going to pick Dawson to win by decision, but I hope Green knocks him out, man, because I'm a Green fan all the way. Um, but I, I do see, you know, Dawson using his wrestling and controlling uh, Green the whole time. And he might get a submission. He might not. But I'm going to say he wins by decision. And that's it for the for the picks, guys, as far as my bets go. Pull these up for you so you can see them. Uh, as far as uh, straight-up plays, man, single plays, uh, I got a play on Montel Jackson. It's one-unit play at minus 195. Uh, I got a, a underdog play on Felipe Lenz at plus 110, and that's a half-unit play. And then I got a one-unit play on Joaquin Buckley at minus 180. So there's the regular plays. I didn't do a two-fight parlay this time. Um, I thought about it. Usually I do, but... I, I was going to parlay, you know, Felipe Lenz and uh, Kola Cavage together because I feel like that's a pretty good, pretty good odds and and whatever. But I decided against it, you know. Uh, but I do think Carolina Kola Cavage is one of the better, you know. She's a, I think she's probably a lock on this card, and it's not a bad price minus one seventy. I just don't bet on women's fights all that much, you know. So as far as my parlays go, I got a four-fight parlay. It's Kolakiewicz, Lenz, Jackson, and Dober, and that's a plus 516. And uh, then to that, I added Buckley and Pfeiffer, 
and that's plus 1,131. I'll leave them up for a second so you guys can get a good look at them if you're, if you're interested. Okay, and then to those, to that six-fight parlay, I added, I added Morato and Bill Algio, and that's plus 2,841. Leave it up for a minute. So, and then to that, the last parlay, I added uh, Grant Dawson and a Corey Lang to uh, to last, and that's a plus six thousand four hundred ninety-two. And guys, like I said, y'all know if you watch the channel a lot, I don't put a whole lot on these parlays. If they're if they're more than a than a three fight parlay, I don't ever put more than a hundred bucks on them. These big parlays, I usually just put like fifty bucks or so. Um, and I do have a. I guess I should have pulled that up for you guys so I could see it. I'll post it. I have an ongoing parlay. Um, for the for the card that just happened, there was a couple fights on there that are on the parlay. I've got fights from this card on the parlay, and then I've got fights from uh, uh, the next card after that on the parlay. Um, so yeah, it's like a ten fight parlay. It's got a pretty good payout. There's some uh, there's some lines that uh, that you guys you know should really consider jumping on. I'll actually show you all these fights because I'm really looking forward to the. Uh, to the next card but i can tell you there's some good good lines on those on that card coming up um at least i think so so on this card right now you can get jonathan martinez as an underdog i think he's like a plus 105 or plus 100 right now it's good money um i think that's a pretty good pretty good play on that card and also you can get cameron Saman against uh He's taking on Christian Rodriguez. It could be a close fight, but Cameron Saman's a plus one twenty five underdog right now. I think that's a good price as well. Um, I would definitely. I'm jumping on those, you know. So uh, ruining some of my next video for you guys telling you that, but you know, I like that's the whole reason I do my 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 videos early, you know, so you guys can jump on the lines ahead of everybody else and get good prices and make more money. So, uh, but yeah, man, please like and subscribe, guys. I really appreciate all you guys for caring what I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, everybody that's been posting their bets and stuff in the uh, in the Facebook group. And, uh, yeah, that's it for me, guys. Y'all have a really good one, man, and uh, 